From the Resilience Podcast number 179, I'm Cecil Ledesma, recording live from Austin, Texas. It is so beautiful here. It's Friday, March 19th. The killing of eight people in Atlanta recently was despicable. Six of the eight were Asian Americans. The Southern Poverty Law Center released its annual Year in Hate and Extremism report, identifying 838 active hate groups across the United States in 2020. Listen, I condemn what happened in Atlanta. I condemn all these 838 hate groups. This is not what this episode is going to be about. I prefer to talk about the extreme opposite. Gandhi said, It is easy enough to be friendly to one's friends, but to befriend the one who regards himself as your enemy is the quintessence of true religion. The other is mere business. Whether you're Christian or not, There's something in the teachings of Jesus that is worth contemplating. For anyone who seeks to be a better person, his urging that we love our enemies, not just love thy neighbor, which in itself can be a very difficult thing, but love your enemies. That's a powerful message. As it turns out, one of the greatest challenges in life. Why is this message an important one? Even if you're not a Christian. Listen, I'm not here to discuss Christian teachings, but to address universal problems found in every human being, no matter what your religion or non-religion. And this is a universal problem. The hatred we feel for other people. Hatred that wells up inside of us and causes destructive actions for people who might have harmed us in some way, but in the end are fellow human beings who who we must live with in a common society. And it's an idea that was taught not only by Christ, but by Buddha, Gandhi, and many other great people and religions. Now, bear with me, this still might sound a bit grand or preachy, so let me bring this down to an everyday level. Is there anyone in your life who you hate or just can't stand? Maybe someone who just irritates you to no end, who you resent and feel bitterness towards. And if so, are you proud of that? Does it make you happy? I'd submit that most of us have someone like that. In many cases, multiple people in our lives who cause us anger or hatred or at least resentment for something they've done in the past. I'd also submit that the anger, hatred, and resentment that lives within us is destructive and counterproductive. Indulge me for a second. Let's kind of dive in 
to these ideas a little more. So what does love your enemy actually mean? Well, if you ask me, it's probably pretty self-explanatory, but I thought it's important to be clear. Your enemy doesn't just mean the enemy of your state, of course. We're not talking about terrorists or the French, and I'm kidding. We're talking about people you really dislike in any way. And who are these people? Maybe someone who has picked on you or called you names or disrespected you in some way, causing you anger. Maybe you hold a grudge against them. Maybe a family member you've had a big fight with. Maybe you've been angry at them for some time. Maybe someone who did something horrible to a loved one. From physically hurting them, to hitting them with a car, to scarring them from a damaging relationship. Maybe a, a teacher or a coworker or a boss who is mean to you. I think you get the picture. And what does it mean to love these people? Obviously, it's non-romantic love, but there's lots of different kinds of non-romantic love. There's the love you have for your children, your siblings, your parents, your best friends. All of these are different in some way. Then there's the love you have for someone who just did something terrific, something wonderful for you. Whether that's someone you know or possibly a complete stranger. There's the love for a child you've never met but who somehow pulls at your hand, at your at your heartstrings. There's the love for your fellow human beings and this is the love that I mean. Have you ever felt non-sexual, non-romantic love for another person who is not a family member or a very close friend? Maybe they did something really nice for you or another person. Maybe you are just feeling really great about humanity right now for whatever reason. Maybe this is an incredible human being who inspires you or changes lives or volunteers to help the powerless. To love your enemy is to find it in your heart to put aside any wrongs and to love them as a fellow human being. You don't have to love them like you love your parents or children or even your best friend. Just have loving feelings toward them. And if possible, express it through words or by doing something nice or with a smile. Before you get there, I'm already there. It's not easy, I know. Picture the person you dislike the most and see if it's easy to find that love for them. Imagine someone who murdered someone you love. That would certainly be an enemy. Could you find it in your heart to love that person? I know that would be the most difficult thing in my entire life. Which brings up the question, why should I? Mother Teresa 
said, the hunger for love is much more difficult to remove than the hunger for bread. Hmm. Why should I love my enemy? It might sound too corny for many of you, and if so, you might not even be listening to this by now. That's all right. This idea might not be for everyone. After all, this person, my enemy, has done something terribly wrong to me. Why on earth would I want to love them? What do I get out of it? This isn't an easy question, and I won't be able to explore all the possible answers. That would take a book, many books, many podcasts. But I will offer some reasons. Here's one. You'll be happier. If you have anger or resentment inside of you, even if you don't think about it all the time, there will be times when it surfaces. And what makes you unhappy? It's destructive. Inwardly, it eats you up. And outwardly, you might do destructive things to others. That anger also affects others around you, such as your loved ones, who are most likely affected in some way when you are angry even if the anger isn't directed at them. Removing this anger from yourself is a positive thing, and it'll make you happier overall. Here's another reason. You could possibly change that person's life. Your enemy is a human being, and it's very possible that your hatred of that person is a source of grief, tension, or hatred in them. Now. That might feel good to you in a vindictive sort of way. But if you look at it objectively, removing your feelings from the situation, hurting another person is always a bad thing. Making them happier is a good thing. And interestingly enough, making someone happier, no matter who that is, can make us happier. Here's another reason. You could make a friend. One of the most powerful effects of learning to love your enemy is that your enemy can become your friend. And while it is counterproductive to be fighting with an enemy, it hinders your progress. It is very productive to add new friends to your life. They can help you accomplish things. For, for, for instance, a new friend instead of an enemy makes an incredible difference. And if that enemy is a family member or former friend, reuniting can be extremely powerful and important. Another reason. You set a better example for others. Our actions set an example for other people in our lives. If you have children, and perhaps one day you will, for example, they learn from anything you do. Teaching them to hate is not a positive example, but teaching them to overcome that anger and hate, to make up with an enemy and to love, there is no better example in life. And yet, here's another reason. It's better for society. This one seems obvious to me, but it's important. One little relationship might not seem to make a difference to society as a whole, 
Who cares if I hate another person? But what if we all hate other people? It creates a more divisive and fractured and angry society. I see the effects of this everywhere. Come on, January 6th at the Capitol. From media and culture to politics to business to families being disrupted. And the opposite is true. If we can overcome that hatred and learn to love our neighbor and our enemy, society is better off in so many ways. Another reason, this will be the last. It's a test of you as a person. This might not be important to many people, but for me it is. I like to think of myself as a good person, but how good am I if I am just loving to my family and friends? That's extremely easy. Well, usually. But a better test of your goodness is if you can overcome feelings of hatred or resentment and turn them into feelings of love. Now that's a true challenge, and it's a lifelong challenge. And I'll close with this. Open your heart. I know it's another very difficult step. Our hearts tend to remain closed to most people as a defensive mechanism. We are afraid of being vulnerable of getting rejected or hurt. And yet, this closing off of our hearts is what blocks us from happiness many times. What blocks us from forming relationships, what blocks us from loving and finding love, even if we're able to open our hearts to our loved ones but no one else, that's limiting ourselves. This is a great challenge and something that is truly important to me that really can only happen with practice. So try it here with your former enemy, even if you can just open your heart a little. That's the only way you'll find love for the person. Martin Luther King Jr. said, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into friend. That's it for the Resilience Podcast. I'm Cecil Ledesma. See you real soon. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One, I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift, and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. 
I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at Cecil Ledesma. Peace.